Tandem Nomads, episode 242. How we need to really think about self-care as um, part of our jobs and part of our roles in, in many ways, not just our professional lives, but our personal lives. Um, I think I think we would all agree that relationships are so important, whether that's in business or in our personal lives. And we know that by taking care of ourselves, we're going to show up in a better way. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great insight and inspiration to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Today's episode is all about how to balance and prioritize self-care and keeping up with the business when our private life seems like it's falling apart, being due to um, obligations, overwhelmed with all the things that can come up in life, as well as more difficult things such as grief, loss, having to take care of aging parents, all the things in life that can really disrupt us in our self-care and our business. And I know that as a solo entrepreneur, if you're not doing well, then it will be very difficult for your business to go well. So we're all going to talk about that with two amazing guests, Melissa Thiessen and Karen Dyke. They are both therapists and founders of the Intentional Therapist Community, where they support other therapists to continue to manage their lives and their family, their work, while making their self-care a priority. I invited them to share their expertise in the topic, but also their personal experience with that. Unfortunately, they both had lost their mothers while building up their business, and they were so gracious to want to share this difficult journey with us and what did they do to first of all maintain their self-care while also keeping up with the business. So know that this episode is actually the second part of this two-part series. So if you have not listened to the first episode, please make sure to tune into it, the number 241, the episode just before this one, where we actually set up the ground and share the story of Melissa and Karen, as well as some of the insights and circumstances that have helped them to actually go through this journey. In the previous episode, I also share a little bit of my experience throughout this challenging times where I also lost my father. And uh, surprisingly, and the coincidence was that this episode has been ready to be aired right at the same time. So sometimes the universe plays in certain ways. This is why I really felt like it was really important for me to also be as vulnerable as our great wonderful and generous guests so I did share a little bit of my journey with that so it is a very raw episode this uh, previous one very raw and very um, emotional at some moments but we also talk of a lot of happy moments as well and and all the great things that come with having a business while going through difficult times and how this can also be a wonderful way to actually lift us up. So um, again, make sure to tune in that previous episode 
if you have not listened to it so that you can have the full uh, context. Also, the reason I have two parts is because Karen and Melissa shared so many great stuff that was really, really difficult to edit out. And also it was difficult to edit out some of the personal things, like how can you share and decide what is worth sharing or not. So um, this is why I also split it into different episodes. I hope that uh, you find great inspiration from it. In this second part, we'll talk more pragmatically of some more marketing strategies as well as uh, other things that they have implemented to be able to continue to observe their self-care and keep up with their business while making sure that they make it in their own terms. So if you have listened to the first episodes, welcome back to the second part. And we're picking up exactly where we stopped in the previous episode. So let's get started. I, I just want to highlight, you know, the the self-care kind of framework that, that Melissa and I have developed is kind of a, a, aligned with four pillars of self-care. And, and, you know, one is connection and community, creativity, courage, and compassion. And some of the things that you're talking about, I think really fall into both of those categories, right, Amel? I mean, talking about having a team really highlights the importance of having connections and a sense of community where you can be vulnerable, you can share your imposter syndrome issues and how they're impacting you, and you can reach out for help. And I think the courage piece really shows up where we do give ourselves permission to pivot and change course because oftentimes a lot of the self-care is hard it's uncomfortable to do and so it takes courage and we need to remind ourselves about that 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 sometimes self-care is about experiencing discomfort initially in order to reap the benefits down the road I absolutely love that. And he talked about these four pillars. I would repeat them because I love them. That you, they, are, they are your framework, basically, that you use to work with therapists and help them. So connection, community, courage, and compassion. I love these. And I will ask you a bit more like insights and actually maybe some practical things you have. But just to continue this conversation that you talked about pivoting, changing plans, and using these four pillars to actually guide you through the business as a therapist or any other business. Um, one of the things I constantly talk about, as you know, is consistency, right? The importance of consistency. But what I realize that often people see it as a source of pressure and as a source of like, I have to be consistent. And what I wanna highlight is when I talk about consistency, I'm not talking about quantity or level of like high goals. I'm more talking about what are those small little things you can commit to that are approachable and feasible that you can commit to on a consistent base. So I'd be curious to know what are the things you have done on those small levels where you managed to be consistent despite these crazy times you've been through? I know, I know for me, especially throughout the pandemic, which, as I said, has been the majority of the time that we've had our, our business. Um, it's It's been so important to be um, moving my body, which doesn't necessarily mean any kind of high intensity exercise, but really just like getting outside for walks, um, especially early in the pandemic, that was so valuable. Um, and also like one of the few things that was actually permissible to do still. So, so that was so valuable. Uh, sometimes it even meant 
walking outside of my backyard at like 10 o'clock at night just to, uh, again, move my body and get some extra steps. And, and honestly, even just like, uh, and have fresh air and look at the sky. And I often listen to podcasts while I was doing that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, moving my body has been so important as well as just spending time outside, um, even throughout the winter and really made a point of doing. And I know actually for myself, um, the period during Christmas after my mom had passed away, um, you know, a big part of me just wanted to lay on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> and, um, and my husband was really instrumental in basically insisting that we go for a walk every day and just get outside. And, you know, it's just, it was, it was a really great lesson for me in terms of what we are often talking to our patients about in terms of behavioral activation. It's one of the key strategies for treating depression. And it was so true that, that, that was really helpful to just um, be doing that on a regular basis, whether I wanted to do it or not, just doing it because it was, it was good for me. Uh, and, and of course, really helped to have the support and encouragement of, of my husband and my son to, to make that more possible. Yeah, I think, you know, I think your, your point about consistency and emphasizing kind of smaller things, it also really, um, resonates for us and and I think it's something we try and put out in our messaging around self-care that there's you know I think there's a stereotypical idea of what self-care looks like and what it involves and you know I think for so many people it's about um, going to the gym for an hour every day it's about going for massages once a week it's for doing manicures and pedicures and you know all of those kind of stereotypical um I almost see as kind of grander gestures. And there's so many smaller things that we can easily, more easily integrate into our day-to-day -day lives that when taken together can really have a big impact. Um, creativity and playfulness is so important. You know, there's, there's certainly some research highlighting the importance of play. And I think it's important to think about what adult play looks like. For me, my adult play might look like work to other people because my adult play is things like mowing the lawn, doing gardening, staining a deck, right? Other people, you know, would, would just see that as more work. But for me, it's, it's uh, an incredible outlet um, for for myself as well. So I think, you know, I think just looking at some of those small things that you can do and um, doing them on a more regular basis, and they don't need to take a lot of time in order to have a big benefit. I absolutely love what you shared. So much wisdom here, but I'm glad that you came to the personal aspect first, because I think that's very important in terms of mental health and self-care so that the rest can work. And, and talking about noticing our behaviors and, and putting in place small little things, achievable things that, um, that we can do on a daily basis to care of ourselves is really important. And one thing that came out as well is to include our community, as you mentioned, in this process so that when you can't make the decision that they are here to keep you accountable to be able to do that as well which leads me to accountability in business as well it's the same way to implement those little things so if we talked about the business aspect what has you done 
like on a small, simple, consistent base to not completely stop everything. I think something that has, uh, that we mentioned a little bit earlier, but that has been really key is consistently putting out our newsletter. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and in fact, uh, typically we don't send it every week, um, even mm-hmm. though that is often what, what is recommended, but we have done it every other week without fail mm-hmm. for two years. And uh, sometimes we have done it a bit more frequently than that. But it has been uh, basically twice a month for an entire uh, two years almost at this point. And, and I think, again, that that's goes a great back achievement, to, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we do feel kind of impressed with ourselves that we did maintain <laughs> that, um, especially because of the pandemic. But like we were saying, it's also sort of partly because of the pandemic that we felt so um, committed and also um, kind of rewarded by continuing to focus on on this and also knowing that uh, that people are really appreciating the messages that we're sharing with them in our in our newsletter that's been so meaningful as well um, and knowing that we are we are reaching people in a way that is maybe a bit different than this topic has been addressed previously and and that's so meaningful to us as well so consistently um, creating that content for our newsletter has been has been a really big thing and and I think another thing that has been really valuable to growing our business has been uh, reaching out to uh, people who have other audiences that we can get in front of so being on on other people's podcasts for example or uh, having an article featured in a, a newsletter for a professional association for example those have been really um, key steps that we've taken as well and um, and I think kind of at this point, we're just sort of like trying to pace ourselves with uh, kind of the, the frequency with which we're, um, we're speaking with people on, on podcasts so that we can, again, kind of keep it sustainable and, and balance it with our other kind of clinical obligations and schedules. Uh, but, and I think, I know at least for myself, something that I've really loved observing our our growth in um, since the beginning uh, and just even noticing the difference in myself and uh, like how nervous I felt before our very first podcast interview <laughs> compared to uh, you know even today um, just really looking forward to it and you know not being particularly nervous uh, certainly very very you're doing great by the way the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> until this moment <laughs> but no just observing that difference in, in our in myself at least right and just the comfort level and and I guess too the, the confidence that has increased in how we're sharing our message and mm-hmm. um and and just being able to at least feeling as though we're more clearly articulating that message with each interview we do and and really just like having fun with that process as well. That's great. And is there anything you want to add on that part of the business where you managed to be consistent, Karen? A, a more maybe maybe subtle consistency um, is, I, I think it's the fact that this framework that, that we have for self-care, um, we've worked at really trying to integrate to our, into our own lives. And I think that has, um, provided some sense of consistency and has really um, allowed us to have material in our newsletter that is really meaningful, I think, to, to people. So I think even just kind of having that um, 
framework in our minds as we go through our days has been something that's been pretty consistent for Melissa and I, and I think has had real benefits for us in terms of our business and our, uh, again, our messaging that, that, we, that we send to our members. I want to go back a little bit to your expertise here in terms of self-care. And is there anything you feel like we missed and that you really want to share along the lines of how to balance, you know, self-care while being committed to the work? Yeah, I think, I think some things that um, maybe we touched on briefly, but I really want to just highlight is um, something that Melissa mentioned earlier about how we need to really think about self-care as um, part of our jobs and part of our roles in in many ways, not just our professional lives, but our personal lives. Um, I think I think we would all agree that relationships are so important, whether that's in business or in our personal lives. And we know that by taking care of ourselves, we're going to show up in a better way. And we're going to only have better relationships and more fulfilling lives. And so I think really recognizing that and uh, the importance of us uh, taking care of taking care of ourselves is just so important. Um, I think, you know, the one thing maybe we haven't mentioned is the importance of really self-reflection and being aware of signs of imbalance in your own life. And, you know, I, I think there's some, um, some warning signs that that may be true for many of us, right? Changes in our sleep, we're getting kind of irritable, um, we're turning down uh, invitations for leisure activities, um, noticing changes in our eating and, you know, all of those kinds of things. But I think there's probably some individual um, signs that, that some of us might really, really notice. And I think it's so important to just take stock of that and take a moment to reflect even, you know, on a weekly basis and just kind of think about how did I do this week? Because we're not looking for a gold star every day. We, we're looking for a good average overall and giving ourselves permission to uh, go for an overall good average instead of having, you know, those gold star days every day. Um, and, and, you know, again, something else we just touched on is I think it's so important to not buy into the stereotypical idea of self-care and what that looks like, because I, I really think that is a recipe for disaster um, and, and not compare ourselves to these images that might be out there of these people who are just seem uh, exceptionally good at managing everything um, because we don't know what their reality is like and uh, we're much better off to connect with people who we know at a deeper level who we can share our vulnerabilities and be authentic that's going to just be so much more beneficial than comparing ourselves to these uh media images oftentimes right the messages we're getting through through media and, and social media included and I absolutely love what you talked about, not looking for gold stars, but rather as an overall great average. And this is so good. So Nomad Nation, note that. I think it's it's something to keep in mind and not get influenced, but as well, what we see in the outside world. And that's really important. I mean, everybody have their own world and we don't know what happens. You know, the, the grass is never greener somewhere else, for sure. I think this is an important reminder to never compare ourselves to others. The only person we want to compare ourselves to is ourselves and 
uh, and just trying to be better every day with small baby steps and a lot of compassion for ourselves and self-love. And I think that's really absolutely important. The love aspect is another thing. I think that um, I think is part of the self-care. Loving ourselves is important so that we can make that a priority as well to do all those things. Um, and I would definitely say if we struggle with that, loving ourselves, this is a very personal share here. I would definitely say go see a therapist um, because that's important. I, I never thought that, for example, I had issues with self-love until I actually went to a therapist and realized, oh my God, I actually need to love myself better so that I could deal with my self-care better as well as running my business in it and show up more vulnerable as I wanted to. There's one more thing. We talked about self-care. We talked about as well, creating a support system in a little bit. Uh, I want to dive into it more because I would love to have something that I, I wanted to ask you actually during our sessions, but maybe now is the perfect time. Um, you've decided both to invest in the support of our coaching together. And I was wondering, first of all, what got you to stay committed to that as well? Because I was here also to keep you in check, although I was very respectful of your rhythm, but I was trying to challenge you at the same time. And I was wondering what has helped you just keep up with it. I think it's something you mentioned already earlier, Mel. It's the immense value of having that accountability. So of course, as, as we were also saying, uh, just having a business partner is a huge accountability element and support element. Uh, but, but having someone like yourself as a business coach is such a additionally valuable element, especially because you bring um, so much experience and knowledge that we don't have um, and, and can just uh, help us to look at our own um, practices and decision making um, from you know a new perspective, and uh, and you know one of the things that that I also uh, reflected on back to kind of the question about what what have we um, been focusing on trying to do consistently, even in small ways with our business. I think another thing that has been so valuable from working with you has been not undervaluing our services. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we do kind of have to consistently try to work at to remind ourselves to not underprice things, uh, to not, um, you know, view what we're offering as, uh, uh, not worth, um, enough, um, to other people. And, uh, and I think because of the broad experiences that you've had, you know, you can really deliver that message in a way that it just makes it hard for us to ignore. Right. And so we really have to take that in and consider those other perspectives and, um, and, and then, that just becomes so motivating for us to, to want to grow and be able to do more and reach more people um, so that more people can, can benefit from just this, again, this message of um, this is something that's just foundational to what we do. And, and, um, and we all have struggles and that's okay. Uh, and it's really just about recognizing that we're all kind of in the same boat and it's going to be so much easier to like to band together. And, but again, we're, we're actually going to be better able to reach more people by, um, 
by seeing that what we have to offer mm -hmm. is of value and is worth charging money for. Mm -hmm. And I think that is such a key message that I think would have taken us a lot longer to internalize had we not been working with someone like yourself. Yeah, I, I certainly, again, echo everything Melissa has said. I think, you know, the knowledge and uh, I think that the specific techniques and exercises you gave us were really, uh, really so helpful. I, I, re I one that really stands out for me was something you had us do earlier on, which was kind of write a story about our ideal customer. And uh, mm -hmm. Melissa and I, it was just so interesting how our stories were so similar um, when we wrote those. And it was just really, I think it really helped us get a clearer image of really, right, who, what was our business really about? Who did we really want to help? What were the pain points? And so, you know, I, I think the the knowledge, the expertise you have, the exercises you gave us to do were so important. And I want to go back to the importance of relationships in whether you're talking about being an entrepreneur or a therapist. I, I think um, someone else could have been giving us that same information and those same exercises. And it would have had a very, it would have felt very different if, if the relationship was different because um, throughout all our work with you, we always felt that you were like sincerely interested in our business and in us. And um, that, you know, that came up when we were having business struggles. It came up when we were going through, you know, the loss of our mothers. And, it, it makes a huge difference. So, you know, oh, going makes... back to the relationships. Um, I'm really, I'm really emotional right now. I, I, that was not really the direction I was planning to go, <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it means the world to me what you're sharing. I think you talked about courage uh, before, one of your pillars about courage. And one of the things that I found on top of the courage of showing up and despite the tough times, you've had the courage to invest in the support you needed. So be it me or somebody else, for the listeners, um, I, I just want to see how did you come up with having that courage and feeling comfortable making that investment and knowing that, you know, everything was not all stable in your life, but you still decided to make that investment to commit to it. I, I think it really uh, came about for, for a couple of reasons. You know, I think Melissa had the good fortune of uh, getting to know you and connect with you um, before she and I actually started this, mm -hmm. this business. Right. And, and so I think that was an important piece. But I think um, for us, we really were honest with ourselves and we came to the realization that, you know what, we can't do this on our own. We're, we're not getting as far as we want to. We recognized um, perhaps some of the barriers that we were struggling with and uh, having the courage, right, to, to say, you know what, we need help. <laughs> we need help with this. And um, being, having the courage to invest in our business, I think was the other piece, right? Because it is an investment, yeah. it's an investment of time and money. And mm -hmm. so I think all of those things um, really helped us in making the decision. And I think my, you know, my thought, Melissa, and I, I don't know if you would agree with this. I felt like we were just there at the right time too. Both of us were at the same point. 
And it just seemed like, yes, you know what? We need to make this, this leap. And it's important because this is important to us. We are passionate about this and we're worth it. And we did it. We're worth it. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing your journey and all of that. I do think that, yeah, it's all about courage as well and, and, and acknowledging that at some point you could do it on your own, but it might have taken much longer. So, um, but thank you for your trust and, and thank you for, I can't thank you enough for, what, for coming here and, and sharing your journey. And I hope Nomad Nation, for you who are listening, whatever you might be going through, um, that know that we're thinking about you, a lot of good energies out there. If, if you are in a tough spot in your life, if not, hopefully that this will help you as well spread the word around you, that it's so important to understand that committing to your business doesn't mean outworking yourself and breaking yourself into pieces because that's not the goal. What's the point, right? Uh, thank you so much, Karen, Melissa. Can you tell us real quick where to find you and if there's anything interesting where you want people to go to, um, any resources you want to share? Yeah, thank you, Mel. Uh, and I, I just want to just quickly say first, I really echo everything that that Karen just said and it, it has been um, so, so valuable to us and just such a pleasure to be able to have the opportunity to, to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. And, and so I hope that our, our conversation today about what that process has been like for us is, is going to be helpful for other people Thanks. to hear as well. Um, so in, in terms of where people can find us, our website is www.intentionaltherapist.ca. And uh, people can find all of our past blog posts there, um, as well as links to other podcast interviews and, uh, and can sign up for um, our newsletter um, if they uh, are also a, a like-minded female mental health professional. That's wonderful. Nomad Nation, I will put all the links and the information about Karen and Melissa and their company, Intentional Therapists, in the show notes of this episode. You can go to tandemnomads.com slash 240 and you'll find all of that. Can't thank you enough. You are just two amazing women. I'm so grateful to have met you and I can't wait to continue to follow your journey. Thank you for being so generous today with us and sharing your journey with us. Thank you, Amel. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, Amel. All right, Nomad Nation, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. And I hope that this special series with these two episodes were insightful and helpful to you in your journey, no matter where you are in this journey. Hopefully, uh, you're not going through all these challenges we mentioned and not grief, but no matter what challenge you're going through, as I always say, I wish you to be able to all turn them into great opportunities. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.